Hello and welcome players to another episode of A Level Playing Field. I'm Jerry Sadler, your host, and this is the podcast for direct sellers who know that working harder on themselves than they do on their businesses will actually create true wealth and success. Customer bases is what I'm going to be talking about today. How do you create a good, decent customer base? Let's uh, go the normal route, is your family, your friends, your neighbours. However, that can be limited because there's only so many members of your family, friends or neighbours that you can approach at any one time or on a regular basis. Not everyone has huge families, not everyone has even family members they can approach. So how do you create then a decent customer base? One way is to obviously advertise yourself, your products. You can do that through social media, on Instagram especially. Uh, Perhaps TikTok, that might work as well. They're very brief little videos with you and your product. And you might get some traction that way. But certainly Instagram and Instagram stories seems to work very well for many people. Because you can make little videos there or just uh, still photos or whatever with memes and so on. And you can advertise your products. Pinterest, that's growing again. You know, it went very, very quiet for a long while, but now Pinterest is growing again. You could start a Facebook group. Again, Facebook are looking closely at building groups for, uh, for businesses or for engagement or for whatever, and Facebook pages, but it's mainly the groups because you get all the interaction within a closed community. So you can invite people on your Facebook page or on your Facebook uh, account, your profile, to join your group and let them know what it's about. However, the way not to do it is to continuously post products on the, uh, in, within the group, just constantly photos of this and photos of that, and benefits of this, benefits of that. Have a various feed if you like, you know, a varied feed, different things, could be funny stuff, it could be uh, interesting stuff, it could be sports related, whatever. You know, it, it all depends on what kind of products or services you are promoting. But you don't want to just have post after post after post of your products. or Because people just get annoyed with that, they, they don't interact then. So you need to use interaction, a way to engage those within your group doing lives is a good way of doing that or posting questions posting polls you know it doesn't always have to be product related get some interaction going because the more interaction you have within your group the more of your posts they are going to see so when they do see a product post come up they may have an interest in it and want to know more and that way you can then move over to messenger to actually complete a transaction, as an example. And that's an easy way of doing it. You can do a similar thing on Instagram, using uh, Instagram TV and things like that. Post little videos about you perhaps using the product or service. You know, show them, do a demonstration, just like you used to get. Well, I think you still get on, on some of the TV channels, don't you? Just like those little demonstrations. You know, and then you show the benefits of the product. And I think that's a key thing as well. You don't start spouting about 
where the product came from. Now say you're in a, a nutritional supplement. It's a magic juice from some strange and weird plant from outer Mongolia. People, for the most part, aren't interested in that. What they want to know is what's in it for them. How are they going to benefit from your product or service? And the way to do that is something I learned many years ago. It still applies today. And that's MMFI. Make me feel important. So you show them how they can benefit greatly from using your product or service or products. If you have a range of products, you know, what needs are they going to take care of? How are they going to benefit their household, their children, their own lives, their friends? Are they gifts? You know, are, are they cleaning products or, or, or is it uh, some other nutritional or supplement based product? It's going to benefit them in health wise. Is it going to help them to reduce their weight over a period of time? Is it an exercise thing? You know, all those kinds of things. And I'm pretty sure most of you probably know this anyway. You know, they, for those who are just starting out, there is that tendency just to bombard everyone with, oh, this is from Atom Mongolia, it's magic mushroom juice, whatever, you know. People are just not, they just get turned off for that. I certainly started out that way to, to my chagrin. Uh, I've made that mistake back in days, you know, when we used to uh, work with a company that had a really good high-grade vitamin C juice uh, from the noni plant. And I benefited from that, obviously, but I, I was promoting where it was coming from, all its history and things like that, and I didn't focus enough on the benefits that I had received and also from those around me, friends that I knew who were using it, the benefits that they received from uh, using this particular juice, expensive though it was at the time. So I didn't get as many customers as I would like. But that back then, as I said in the last episode, uh, the, the, the uh, focus was more on recruiting anyway. And perhaps that was the way I thought would work, but it didn't work for me. You know, I had a very small team. And as it happened with that particular juice, it came up against European law and it took them four or five years to decide that it wasn't a medical uh, juice or it's not, it wasn't a medication, it, it was a food supplement. And by that time, any team I had had already gone. They'd bitten, bitten the dust or whatever, you know, they'd moved on. So you've got to be careful with that as well, that you don't overemphasize what your product is all about. That you don't make up wild stories about raising the dead or curing cancer and things like that if they are not true. If you have had that experience, not obviously not with raising the dead, but if you have had an illness from say some product that you're using that's cured it, actually has cured it, then by all means promote that because that's your story. That's, and that's the way that it's helped you. But don't start quoting other people's stories just because they said that it's true. Do your due diligence. Find out if it really did work for them in that way. If it's someone you know personally, then fine. You know, because you, you'll have noticed the change, you've seen the change or whatever. But making up wild stories is what has got this business into a lot of trouble around the world, especially over here in the European market. There's no end of trouble being caused by those in other countries who are making up 
wild things about certain products. And that's, for example, about Nonny Juice. That's what kept it out of the European market for a long, long time. Because for those four or five years, the only people we could sell to were other distributors. And that's the other thing I want to touch on as well. Your customers aren't distributors. Other distributors within your network aren't your customers. In that sense, strictly speaking, yes, they are customers in another sense, but in that particular sense, they're not your customers. They are part of your network, and each one of those, you should be teaching your team how to build a customer base. Okay, so your real profit, if you like, comes from having a regular, sizable customer base. And it may well be that with your products, you perhaps only need 10, 20, 30 people each month to help you turn over, make a turnover, whatever, and that would go towards any leadership plans that you had, any pin levels and so on. For others, it may be 100, 200, 300 or more. You know, it all depends on what your range of products are. So another way of actually uh, getting customers and building a customer base is when you have a customer, you deal with them personally. It's not like an eBay or an Amazon thing, you know, where you just ship it off to them and then you, you might get a review back or something like that. You interact with them. If they're in your local area, you meet up with them. You know, they maybe pay you cash or maybe they've already paid. You deliver the product to them as and where you can. You build up a relationship with that customer because that will have a very good knock-on effect in the sense of they will recommend you to others. They will recommend your product to their friends, to their family, their neighbours. And that will also help to increase your customer base because then you can perhaps as a reward give your customer a free product you know, or uh, a certain percentage of their next order for introducing other customers and maybe in time they'll become distributors themselves and they will have then automatically have perhaps a customer base that they've been kind of managing on your own or, or on your behalf I should say. So building relationships with customers is very very important. With the company that I've been involved with, like I mentioned Clean Easy before, and that's Viva MK. It's a catalogue-based company where you put catalogues through people's letter boxes or in their post boxes. And then they choose whatever products they want from that catalogue. They put it out, their order form with your catalogue for you to pick up a couple of days later. You then collate all your orders, order from your company. You get it obviously at the wholesale price and then you deliver the products to each of the customers and you collect the cash from them on the day or card, you can use card payments these days as well. And then you have that personal interaction with your customers. You chat with them, you listen to them, you know, you find out about their stories. You know, some of them may, may be elderly people and you're the one that uh, comes on a certain day and that's what they count for on to have that chat with you. You may be the only person they've seen that week. However, it's important to build those relationships with your customers because I'm, I know of people who have benefited greatly for that. When Clean Easy went down, I'm, I'm using obviously because that was the last company I was with, 
that when it went down, when it went under, basically the, the investors pulled out. They got into financial difficulties themselves and they pulled out. CleanEasy was, wasn't the only one. There's a few other companies that were involved as well. But when CleanEasy went down, that affected tens of thousands of people, both customers and distributors. Most of those customers, when Viva MK was born last year, just over a year ago, those customers came back because they were loyal. They'd been loyal CleanEasy customers for, maybe for a couple of decades. And they came back and stayed loyal to the distributors who would come round. You know, and they were able to rebuild their customer bases. And now, you know, they continue to do that, obviously, and they continue to service their customers in a very good way, in, in providing value as well. And they are now making almost what they were making before. You know, so it, it all comes together really nicely when you look after your customers. Now, as I mentioned in the last episode, that's what the uh, regulators are looking for. They are looking for companies that are customer-based. Because if your company is not customer-based, so it's not customer-focused, and like I said, distributors aren't customers. They have separate customer bases. If it's not doing that, then the chances are that it's doing something illegal, immoral, or they've been misinformed. There are many companies out there who are still in the process of changing over to this customer-based model, but there are many more that are starting up and they're not. Uh, there's, there's some still doing the recruiting, focusing on the recruiting side of things, or saying that their customers are also their distributors. And that isn't the case. Because the idea is not for you as a distributor to buy in every month loads of products just so as you can hit the next level. What you should be doing is building a customer base who provides that uh, income, that turnover, to help you reach that pin level. And yes, you can also buy your own products on top of that. But you shouldn't be relying solely on your own buying power, your own uh, shopping, if you like, and monthly shopping of your own products. Yes, you use your own products and you are your best customer in many ways because then you create that belief in your products, in your services, because you are using them yourself. But building a customer base is so, so important these days. If you want your business to really thrive and last and continue to grow. And obviously the products have to be there. The products have to be at a good price, good price that you would be willing to pay outside of your network. You know, not these overinflated prices that you get in many of the companies. Uh, and it always surprises me how a tube of toothpaste can cost a couple of quid, you know, a couple of pounds, a couple of dollars, yet within the distribution network, it'll cost six. <laughs> and yet we are the ones who are supposed to be cutting out the middlemen. Yeah, we get it direct from the wholesaler and we go direct to the customer. It doesn't have to go through wholesalers and retailers and things like that who all put their own little mark up on it. So those products should actually be cheaper than what you find in the shops or as close to 
those prices that you can get. Even with the exclusive products that you may have, they should be comparative and they should be at a price really that will attract your customers because people today shop around. You know, they go on Amazon, they go on eBay, they go on Alibaba or wherever, you know. They do a lot of e-commerce shopping these days. Some of them even go still to shops. I'm one of those, so I'll go to the shop and I'll buy physical products. I'll see something maybe online, but I'll go to the shop or I may do it the other way around. Yeah, and a lot of people have changed their shopping habits. So to get your customers on board with you is essential. If your products or services are overpriced, you've got to scare them away. They may buy it once, but that's it. Yeah, and they'll say, nah, I can get that cheaper elsewhere. Yeah, so I'll get, I'll get my product elsewhere. They're not bothered about the quality sometimes even. Yeah. They may get it, say, from a Poundland or a 99 cent store or whatever, and the quality is total rubbish, but they're saying, well, I'm only paying 99 cents or I'm paying a pound. So they don't care, you know? Others do want quality and obviously they're willing to pay for that. You've got to provide the value along with a decent product. So to keep customers, to retain them, you have to build a relationship. You have to provide the value by keeping up with that relationship. Thank you cards, birthday cards, you know, welcome to your new shop cards and things like that, you know. And if they're online customers, you can still build up a very good relationship with your online customers through Facebook using, you can use WhatsApp, but if you use Messenger, obviously it's tied in with your group or uh, your Facebook page or whatever, through other social media. I wouldn't bother with Twitter. That doesn't seem to be very social. It's more news and stuff and scandal and gossip. So it doesn't work very well neither does LinkedIn, but the ones that do work are Facebook and Instagram, TikTok to a degree, Pinterest as well, seems to be working a lot better now because you've got different ways you can, you can add links and so on to your uh, Pinterest, your pins, where they can then go back to your page, your Facebook page or whatever. Yeah, and you can, you can create customers that way. The old days of advertising are pretty much gone. You know, like in the media, you know, in papers, newspapers and things like that. That's gone. And you still get those companies that provide forum-like adverts, online adverts and so on. They don't really work. I've used them several times over the years and maybe got one or two customers. They don't really work because you've got all these different uh, categories of customers and so on, or four customers, like in Gumtree and things like that. They don't really work so well for, uh, you know, for, for creating a, a customer base. Yes, you could use eBay or Amazon, but then you start paying fees, and that cuts into your overall profit, and maybe not such a great idea at that. Uh, um, I know many people do use eBay, because eBay have these offers where you get uh, fees sort of waived for a while, but after a while then you start paying fees and it can be quite expensive as well. So likes of eBay, Amazon and stuff like that, not very good. If you're going to use online, I would recommend you could use WhatsApp, you could use uh, Facebook, like I said, Instagram, things like that. 
Obviously, another way to create customers and interests is through your workmates. Either you talk about the product you're using or you, they see you using a particular product and they ask about it and then you can tell them what it is. And they may want one or you know, they may buy something off you. It's not guaranteed, but it is another way where you can create uh, interest in your products and build, start building a customer base that way as well. I've used that in the past, both with physical products and with catalogs. Now, if you have, if you have a catalog-based uh, business like Avon, Oriflame, uh, Viva MK, other ones, excuse me, like that, you know, take, taking your catalogs into work or into the office, wherever, yeah, and leave them in a place where people can see them, yeah, and you'll get interest that way as well. What about leafleting? It doesn't always work. You can put leaflets through the doors if you want, or leave them on cars and so on. But most people don't bother with leaflets today. They don't bother reading them. Uh, they just throw them in a the bin, basically. So unless there's something really pops out to them and it gains their interest. So there are just a few ways of building a customer base. You may have come up with some of your own. I'd love to hear about it, so let me know. You know, I'm always open to new ways of building a customer base. So let me know what you do. What's most effective for you? Are you using any of the methods that I'm talking about or have you got something completely different? So thanks for listening for this time. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you have, like I said, you can get in contact with me. I'll, I'll leave the details in the, the show notes below. And I really would love to hear what you do to build your customer base. So until next time, this is Jerry Sadler on a level playing field saying bye-bye players to next time.